back. Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. Thanks to you, the listener, for hanging with us today. It's been a little bit of a technical, difficult day with the phones not working as best as I would like them to, but we are still able to get our two guests on, Colby High School head football coach Ryan Mosier and Kansas Pregame Magazine's publisher John Betts. If you miss any of the show, of course, catch up on the podcast right after we'll get it posted here right after the show. You can catch it on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Listen to the Morning Blitz with Ross Fulkmer. Uh, once again, I want to go back. We're starting the show because we got Ryan Moser a little bit late. We were talking about high school volleyball, and it was a very, very busy day yesterday. Uh, we got through a couple results. Colby uh, went a perfect 3-0 and at the Lakin Quad. They improved their overall record to 3-5 and after a tough opening weekend. Goodland had some ups and some downs in their first match of the season against St. Francis. They ended up losing in five sets. So a tough start, but a little bit back to the drawing board for the Cowgirls, who once again are replacing so much firepower from the previous three to four years. And they're, they're, it's going to take some time for them to find what they're going to do, uh, what, how this team is going to become their own team here in 2023. Hoxie went 1-1 one one the Phillipsburg Quad. They swept the host Panthers, but uh, fell in a tight match to Norton in straight sets. Uh, that, that match against Norton was great. 27-25, 25-23, uh, Hoxie fell to the Lady, Bla- Lady Jays. Oakley went 1-1 one one the Russell Triangular yesterday. They lost to Russell in straight sets, both those matches ending in 25-23 scores, or those sets, I should say. Both, but uh, Lady Plainsman bounced back. Sweep Hill City, 25-13, 25-16. Uh, Wallace County hosted a quad yesterday. Greeley County had the best showing. They won all three of their matches. Uh, Greeley County looks, looks setting up like they're going to have a great season. I don't think they've lost a match yet. I think they're like 7 or 8 No, They won the Healy Tournament. Uh, they sweep uh, Weskin, Wallace County, as well as Syracuse. They swept them all in straight sets. Wallace County would go 2-1. and one. Uh, they'd win all their matches except the one against Greeley County. Weskin went 0-3 on the night. Uh, Golden Plains quadrangular Lady Bulldogs going 2-1. and one. Uh, Their only loss to Nest City who went a perfect 3-0. and Triplanes Brewster was there. They went 0-3. Logan Palco went 1-2. and um, And then Wheatland Grinnell at the Northern Valley triangular with Shylin. Uh, Wheatland Grinnell went 1-1. One one. Shylin dropped both their matches to the host Husky. So there you go. A very busy night last night in high school volleyball. Uh, and speaking of volleyball, two big storylines about volleyball. First, locally. Colby Community College Volleyball back on the court tonight. They're 6-2 and two after a 2-2 two and two showing at the Casper Invite in Wyoming this past weekend. Lady Trojans open up Jayhawk Conference play tonight on the road at one of the more consistently great teams in the conference at Seward County. Now, Seward County's not ranked in the top 25. Barton is ranked in the top 25. I know, I think probably Hutchinson probably is. Seward County's not. But Seward County's kind of been a bugaboo team for Colby for many, many years because they usually are sitting at the top of the league. See if Colby can go on the road, long road trip, down to Seward County. Can they find a way to get a win down there? Colby's got to get off to a better start in conference play this year. Last year got off to a horrendous start in conference play and had a really tough year. Can they find a way to get off to a better start this year? And it starts once again with a very tough team in the Seward County Lady Saints. But that is tonight, the KJCCC opener for Colby Community College. And of course today, if you're not playing volleyball, if you don't have anything going on this evening... And if you get the Big Ten Network, you're going to want to tune in at 7 Central, 6 Mountain Time. Because today is Volleyball Day in Nebraska, and that is where the Nebraska volleyball team is going to take on UNO, University of Nebraska-Omaha, 
inside Memorial Stadium, where they expect to have over 90,000 fans cheering on a volleyball game, setting not only a United States record, but a possible world record for the most attended women's sporting event ever. Something that has been in the works for months for Trev Alberts and the University of Nebraska Athletic Department. It's something I think that you just have to see. You're gonna see, even if you're not there. I think it's it's going to be an amazing thing for not only the fans there, but for the athletes to experience it. Uh, running on to an open an open aired arena and playing volleyball outside in front of ninety plus thousand fans. When you know the most that I think a volleyball match has ever seen is around eighteen to nineteen thousand, and you're gonna you know crush that record. It's going to be the most watched volleyball match of all time, and it's possibly going to be the most watched women's sporting event of all time if they get the people there that they expect, which is over 90,000 people. Something you might want to watch on Big Ten Network today, 7 Central, 6 Mountain Time, as it is Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Uh, Before we get to the walk-off, Kansas City Royals and Rockies. First of all, Rockies lose last night to the Braves 3-1. How they lost 3-1 and got hit out hit by the Braves 15-3, I don't know how that works. The Braves had 15 hits, only three runs. That just seems ridiculous, but that's what happened. Uh, Peter Lambert and the staff for the Rockies found a way to wiggle out of trouble, but uh, uh, Rockies still lose 3-1. They hope to avoid a sweep tonight, 640 Mountain Time at, on AM 730 Fox Sports, Tri-State against the Braves. As for the Royals... They lose 6-3 to the Pirates. They had the lead, but they give up six runs in the last two frames to end up losing. But this is all about the performance of starting pitcher Cole Raggins. Cole Raggins was a guy who was picked up in Ju- end of June, 1st of July. Cole Raggins struck out 53 men this past month in the month of August. He had never had more than 16 Ks in a month prior to that. Only one other MLB pitcher in modern era has had a 50K month after never previously having a 20K month. That's Hall of Famer Pete Alexander in May of 1911. Another amazing stat from Cole Raggins and his performance from the Royals. 53K, second most in any month by a Royals pitcher, third most by a Royals pitcher in any six-start span, 36.6% 36.6% K rate, best of any month by a Royal starter, and a 1.73 ERA in seven starts with the Royals. You don't want to jump to conclusions, but do the Royals have an ace on their hands here? The left-hander Cole Raggins, they picked up off the waiver wire from the Rangers, is all of a sudden looking like an ace in this month. Now, maybe it's just a flash in the pan. Who knows? But what a performance from Cole Raggins. He gets a no decision, works seven innings, no runs, nine Ks, Three hits. He was great. It didn't matter. No decision. Royals still lose. But something positive for Kansas City to build upon, it seems like, in that area. A three-run walk-off home run. A game-winning walk-off with a walk-off. His second walk-off hit of the season. In walk-off fashion, that baby's gone. A little bit of NFL news from yesterday. Surrounding the Chiefs and the Broncos, they both made a trade yesterday. The Broncos sent a seventh-round pick, a 2024 seventh-round pick, to New Orleans for kicker Will Lutz. So Brett Maher apparently isn't impressing uh, coaching staff and Sean Payton enough. So Sean Payton went with a kicker he knows uh, in Will Lutz, who spent five seasons with the Saints and with Sean Payton. The Chiefs, they made a trade. They traded off the 
the hot-handed Amir Smith-Marset, the wide receiver, had a great camp. They traded him to the Panthers, and the teams will exchange conditional seventh-round picks in 2025, so a small deal there. And speaking about roster moves, if you get a chance today, read about what the L.A. Angels are doing. Remember the Angels at the trade deadline? Went out, got a whole bunch of great players, and, and we're trying to make a run for the postseason. They've gone 8 and 18 cents. And because of that, they are fire selling a lot of their roster. Just putting them out there. Putting them out there. Put on waivers, including Lucas Giolito, a guy they traded for. They're just throwing them out there saying, thanks, we're good, but we're done. Amazing. Amazing to see. But that's what's uh, that's what's going on right now in L.A. They, they, have, they, they, they even let go of Grandel Gritchick, who they traded for from the Rockies. Crazy to see. The, the Angels are going to be in a bad spot. If you're an Angels fan, I feel bad for you. Next few years is going to be really, really tough. Everyone have yourself a great Wednesday. We're back again tomorrow in 23 hours. We'll see you then. It's been The Blitz.